Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the music podcast where we take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. And we are thrilled to fix you up with another monster episode because on the turntable this week, we've got Dragonette with Fixing to Thrill. Dan, I'm very excited about this episode. I've been press ganging you for months into featuring Dragonette on the podcast and we've gotten close a couple of times when mm. they have been referenced but this is the first time we're going to get fully knee deep into them. And being clear right from the start this is one of the albums that you've brought to the table so I am very new to Dragonette of course I've done my homework I've been listening to the album uh, I don't mind saying straight away I've been loving the album. Um, Which is a good starting point when you uh, when you come on track by track. It really is. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to to go through it with you and I'm excited to hear what you've got to say about it as well. Thanks, Dan. Uh, so Dragonette, uh, I've loved them since they first came on the scene in the kind of mid-noughties. Uh, and this, uh, and they are, well, let me talk about who they are first of all. Yeah. Before we go any, any further. So they are Canadian electronic pop, dance pop group uh, from uh, Toronto. And they are Martina... Dan and Joel and currently and they've had a couple of uh, lineup changes since the mid noughties uh, and they are still going uh, they've done uh, they've released four albums uh, and they've done a lot of collaborations and work with other artists as well such as the Nicola Roberts the Nicola Roberts the Nicola Roberts the legendary Nicola uh, on Lucky Day from her album and I'm sure we'll reference some of the other people that they've worked with as we go through the episode today so, yes, a bit of a Canadian treat, like maple syrup. Oh, proper maple syrup. Have you got well. any pancakes? I don't. I've got all the ingredients to make them, but, but I don't know how to make them. I was going to say, I, I am very specific. They need to be fluffy and they need to be thick. You don't like a thin one? No, not like we faff around with, uh, oh, look, I've tossed it over on pancake day. None of that business. Proper fluffy pancakes with maple syrup, bacon... And anything else you want to chuck on there as well? No bacon for me. Oh, yeah, you'd have the corn bacon. I actually wouldn't have that. That's I'd rather have bacon, to be honest. It's bacon is they haven't got it right. Just oh yet. no, you wouldn't. No, go straight through you if you had bacon after you hadn't had meat, <laughs> and you have enough trouble as it is. I thought we could maybe have a week off of talking about my bowels, but uh, <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> oh yes, so uh, lots to talk about today. Lots of great electro pop to talk about today as well which i think we're always very at home on this podcast when we're talking about electro pop yeah very comfortable i'm kicking my shoes off as we speak no can you keep them on please i've just got this uh, the office sh- uh, shampoos carpeted you just you've sorted out that shag rug <laughs> hang on i've just had the office carpet shampoo <laughs> it should be um and that shaggy rug that you always seem to lay down on at the end of a Hectic day. Yeah, it comforts me. Hasn't been cleaned. Oh. So don't lay gosh. down on it because I don't know what that stain is on there. I think it was left from the uh, 100th album celebrations. Oh. So I think that was something that Jesse Wallace left behind. Should we get stuck in? Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited about this one. No, let's not get stuck in, actually. Okay. Let me tell you about the album. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to be talking about Fixing to Thrill, which is the second studio album from Dragonette. It was released uh, in September 2009. Dan, what's the reason for us talking about this today? It turns the grand old age of 11 this week. 11? Yeah. 
I always think it's more significant when it's a round number. But Me there too, we go. But we can not talk about them until. No, the no, that's fine. No, let's keep going. No, okay. Happy with that. So, yeah, this is their second studio album. Obviously, their first album was Galore, uh, released in 2007, recorded in London, actually, that oh, one. Oh, lovely. Uh, uh, which was a, where I first discovered them. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Uh, and then after that, after fixing the thrill, then had Body Parts and Royal Blue uh, Blues. I just check out all those albums, to be honest, because there's just some really good stuff. But for me, the first two are their best. So I'm very glad we could find a tenuous link to talk about Fixing to Thrill today. We can always find a tenuous link. Uh, so let's actually do get stuck in now with side one, track one, Fixing to Thrill. Title track. Stone Cold Banger, that is. That was obviously the title track, the lead single from this album as well. And it is, it just goes off, doesn't it? It really does, yeah. I, I knew that I was going to enjoy this album from that, from the first, I would say, 10 seconds of that song. I knew this was right up my street. And uh, it's just, it's it's fantastic synth pop music, but it's also really playful as well. And it's really there's so much going on. There's lots of layers of synth and fuzz. And um, I really like particularly there's the, it's almost like fairground, like a fairground ride or something like that that's playing around there. And that sound, if it's what I think you're describing, is a bit of a signature for them. You do hear that in a number of tracks over, you know, different different years as well. One of those, I think it's a really cool synth sound. Obviously, we don't know what we're talking about. Not a clue. No so idea. we're just trying to grope around to find something appropriate. Um, a bit like you at that working men's club um, <laughs> back when we first met. But this is great. as I'm kind of, I feel like we need to talk about the vocals straight away because it's a very unique vocal style, isn't it? It's not... Um, I'm thinking about other things around uh, this time. There's, I don't know, Electropop was huge and there was like LaRue and Little Boots, I think, were their first albums around this time. But this vocal is, is not really playing to the rules, I don't think. And that is a great thing. I love Marina's vocals. It's one of the reasons why I love this group so much is it's, she's got such a different voice. Uh, and, you know, she does various different interpretations of that through, you know, all the tracks on this album and many others. And I think what I love about Dragonette is how they've just got a different approach to like electro pop dance music. But they've also got a just brilliant ear for a, writing a catchy song. Yeah. Uh, and there are many on this album that we're going to come to. I would struggle to pick a favourite track on this album, mm. but I'm going to try. I'm going to push you for it. Yeah. I'm going to push my luck. As ever. So, so after us gushing uh, for uh, track one, Dan, just quickly, who's producing this album? Who's writing and producing this album? So all tracks on this were written by Dan and Martina from the band, who, of course, were together at this point. Uh, and according to Wikipedia, which in my eyes is an academic source, it was produced by Black Rappers. Thank you very much, Dan. Let's move on to track number two now. And uh, you'll like this single two. Oh, lovely. Gone too far. Yeah, 
was. Dan, we were having a little hoedown then, weren't we? Yeah, there was definitely a hoedown. Um, could you fell over? <laughs> Shocking. Uh, that is so much fun, that song. I love it. Um, the country vibes through it, but then I love how harder the chorus comes in. Do you know what this song is about? Not someone going too far, probably. Uh, it's a it's a girl who's trying to seduce a man for a short term return, but she falls for in love with him. Oh, when this song was playing, Will, when I in fact when I played it for the first time when I was getting ready for the episode, it is one of those moments where I just knew I had to see this band live because I imagine when this when they play this live, it just goes off. Have you seen them live? I knew that question was coming, and yes, I think I have. It's been quite a memorable evening. <laughs> <laughs> Bit pissed, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in, in, with the excitement. And Dan, this reminds me um, of a collaboration that it wasn't that Dragonette did, but it was Marina did with Basement Jacks. Uh, and it was for a track from their album, Crazy Itch Radio, which was released in 2006. Uh, and this, it was for a track called Take Me Back to Your House. Loved it, and I had no idea it was her. Sorry, really? To yeah, loved really? this song. Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, well, let's have a. If we're lucky, let's okay. have a little. Bit. see why i chose now to insert that into the episode absolutely yeah that more banjos there let's hope she didn't get too excited in the studio and snap the boys banjo strings outrageous it's uh, yeah i had no idea until literally till today when i was just doing the last little bit of research that the two songs were connected uh and both just love i don't love many songs with banjos in will but these two are absolute bangers uh so track two single two another banging start to the album but really different to the first track yeah very different and but just as good 10 out of 10 so far will well let's hope we can keep that going as we move into track number three now which is liar liar That was Liar there. This track, Dan, reminds me... I don't know if you've bothered to listen to the first album. Oh, I haven't had time to listen to the first album yet. Thank you very much, Will. Okay. Uh, Bit tense. Uh, So (laughs) this song, uh, just the whole production and sound of this track really reminds me of a lot of stuff from their first album. Um, Because, again, it's just slightly pared down. It's not as... Uh, elaborate as I guess the first two tracks on the album but you've got to slow it down at some point yeah that's what I keep saying to you you've got to slow down you're too busy oh I just I thank goodness we had that holiday a few weeks ago oh that was heaven what was your highlight (laughs) (laughs) a full English breakfast every morning (laughs) and a pint of Foster's oh heaven 
what do you think? I love this one. And I, I do love that it is a little bit more subdued, but it is still um, a fantastic piece of synth pop. Uh, is, is that a bit of xylophone here in there, Will? I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, there's some lovely whistling going on, some whistling. And then then again, they're, they're really good at putting up a level for the chorus. And with this one, the synths just become a little bit more jagged uh, and just give it a little bit more drama. But I'm, I'm really, you know, more fool me for not listening to Dragonette sooner because... You're, you're enjoying it I'm so I'm really far. enjoying myself. Not oh. just the album, but recording the episode with you as well. You're having a lovely day. Yeah. Have an ice cream later and then off home. Track four now, and this is something I often look over and see you doing whilst we're recording, Dan. Oh, God, what? Uh, stupid grin. How dare you, by the way, for that comment before. Oh, That's my what? best smile. <laughs> a bit vacant. So that was Stupid Grin. Just for me, this track is all about that chorus and the build up into it. Mm. They've got such a good ear for a catchy chorus. Yeah. I feel like this is going to be one of those episodes where it is a bit gushy because there's so much good stuff to say about them. They've got, yeah, they've got a great ear. They do a great chorus. But also just the... The, the synth work, it's so fuzzy on this one, but then you've got those, sorry, it's fuzzy, but there's lots of different layers making it up. Uh, but then there's those really nice chimes on top. A bit of a juxtaposition, you could say, Will. And this is one of those tracks, when it starts, again, it's just got their hallmarks and some of their signature synths, synth works. Got a bit of a lisp there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, for me, knowing them, when it starts, it's like, you know exactly where you are. Yeah. Um, and it's really good. Uh, also, now just want to mention, start talking about some of their collaborations that they've done, uh, and particularly around this time was also when they um, were collaborating with Martin Solvig, yes, dance producer. And I want to play a little bit of something that they were involved with with him. Uh, a track that you'll know, and I think some of our listeners will be familiar with, might not know it was Dragonette, but you'll definitely know this track. If we're lucky, let's have a little bit of Boys and Girls. Of Boys and Girls, Martin Solveig featuring Dragonette. That was from his album, uh, C'est la Vie. And it was also a bonus track on the Australian version of this, al- this album. 
This may or may not surprise you, Will. I don't think I have heard that song before. It doesn't surprise me. No. Don't really listen to music. No, you've not got a very... Unless it's Duran Duran. Or Spice Girls. Or Spice Girls. Uh, it just washes over you. Yeah. Like white noise. No. Oh. But I love that. Really catchy. Great beat. Great for running to as well, by the way. So stick it on your exercise playlists. We should do a track-by-track running playlist. Well, um, and there's got to be some sort of pun with track and running as well. So, should we move on? Yes, please. Not yes, please. I'm enjoying myself, but I just want to hear some more music. Let's go for it. So this is Easy. one of many favorites of mine on the album i think i like it because it's a bit more pared down and it's got a lovely slow build up yeah uh, it's about being stuck in a toxic relationship oh well it's great to make something positive out of that in in this case a fantastic song it is a stunning song it really is and it's always a bit of a surprise when one of the slower songs is one of your favorite songs but i can com- completely see why with this one it's chilled stripped back but it's still very much an electronic song. I love the line, it's easy, as hard as it looks. That makes me think of us doing track by track. Make it look very difficult. <laughs> Quite easy. Or maybe it's hard, as easy as it looks. Might work better. Confused me completely now. <laughs> uh, who are we talking about again? Stuart Price. Yes. <laughs> if in doubt. Stuart Price. Pet Shop Boys. Uh, no, so this was the final single to be released. Also, caveat is none of these singles were released in the UK. Hmm. I just wonder how well they could have done. Well, just one of many acts we featured on the on the podcast over the years that are great albums, ones we love and ones we talk about, but actually haven't been that successful in the UK where yeah. we are, you know, obviously we're a worldwide audience, but in London, UK, where we're recording right now. The I've got to say, we talked about the vocal before. It's very different on this one. And you did say the vocal style can adapt to suit the song. And this one, it feels very sultry compared to those first few barnstorming numbers. Because on the first track, I was trying to think, who who does this voice remind me of? And one of the names that popped into my head was uh, Lene from Aqua. Oh, I couldn't see the comparison. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, there's nothing negative uh, with that at all because she has got a great voice on tracks like Turn Back Time and Cartoon Heroes is an absolute banger. Um, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> is that Dragonette or Aqua? <laughs> um, but yeah, love this song. I'm glad it was a single. Track number six now. Pick up the phone. slightly different again there where you can hear much more in the way of guitars and drums 
Yeah, definitely. And I don't want to liken the band or Marina's vocal to different people all the time, but as soon as this one started, I really picked up heavy um, Gwen Stefani slash No Doubt vibes. Oh, that's another great comparison. And I just like the mix of different styles as well, all underlying with this kind of Dragonette sound to it as well. Yeah. So yeah, all the tracks, they've got their own personality, but they fit very well together. A bit like S Club 7, really. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> uh, this was the third single to be released uh, from the album. And there was, there were some great remixes and there was one particular great remix, but uh, more about that later. Ooh, intriguing. If you know, if you know Dragonair and you know the single, you'll know exactly where we're going. This got to number 28 in Canada. Oh, that's good. Were the charts a weird place at the time, or was? Well, 2009, maybe. Just getting into the iTunes era. Next one? Yeah. So this is... We Rule the World. all about the chorus for me and i know it's not the first time i said that this week but i love it it's it's fantastic the chorus like glides and just takes you up uh, another level Uh, it's so infectious this might be obviously i'm very new to the album very new to dragonette this is one of my highlights of the album really because i was actually uh as as that song was playing the engineer came into the room and I was just telling him something. And then I just had to stop talking when the chorus started because I just wanted to listen to it. But yeah, great electronic beats. I'm a bit confused though because I thought Alicia rules the world. But according to these, we rule the world. Dragonette rules the world. Who, who rules the world? Well, everyone wants to rule the world according uh, to that song from the 80s. Yeah, Tears of Fears. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, great time to mention another collaboration from around this album's time. And this is, again, with another DJ producer, artist, Cascade. This is uh, from 2010, Fire in Your New Shoes. So a bit more, a bit heavier, a bit more guitar-led. That one. And that was Marina from Dragonette with Cascade and Fire in Your New Shoes. I mean, interesting title. I had to get you to repeat it to me, didn't I? Fire in Your New Shoes. It's interesting. I like it. Well, I off my, if, often if I have a pair of new shoes on, they rub like bloody hell, mm. honestly, where it does feel like your heels are on fire. And you do wear heels, don't you, as well? So No, I'm... A, <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay, next one. Next track, shall we? Yes, this is... Big sunglasses. 
Big sunglasses there, Dan. That's my favourite track on the album. It is a banger. And it starts off, I love the jittery, for the big sunglasses, uh, kind of edited and produced to within an inch of its life uh, is brilliant. And then that chorus is euphoric, actually. It is euphoric. And edited and produced to within an inch of its life, unlike track by track, <laughs> at the other end of the spectrum. Edited and produced as loose as a uh, <laughs> horse draws. Oh, disgusting. Talking of which, actually, the title "Big Sunglasses" just took me back to holiday, thinking of you in your kimono and your oversized sun hat and your big sunglasses, like Joan Collins. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, I meant Joan Rivers. Thank you very much. Oh, I meant Joan Jet. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> so, what did you think of this track, Dan? I, you know, I think it's one of those tracks. This and "Fixing the Thrill" I still listen to quite regularly now. Well, th- yeah, this is another great one. I think, I think I preferred "We Rule the World" from before, just because it was a little bit more uh, sparse in places, and uh, and you could kind of pick up on the different elements. This is very much like a a stack of sounds thrown out there, which is no bad thing. And I did say I could see why it was your favourite because of how full it was, how full the production was, uh, but still a great song, absolutely. Yeah, I just think the production is just there's so much going on there. And I think it's a brilliant showcase of Dragonette when they've just basically thrown everything into the sink. Uh, they're doing all the washing up at once. Right, isn't it everything and the kitchen sink? Or they put the kitchen sink in the sink as well? Well, well both, both of those things. Track number nine. No. This is... Okay. The law. So, for clarity, that track was called OK Dolore. Yes, I thought it was Dolores. I imagined an old American lady working in a diner. Ah, uh, Dolores. <laughs> Apple pie. And a cup of joe. <laughs> Love it, actually, when you do go to a diner in America and they do the refillable coffee. I mean, that's not just in America, but it feels like a very American thing. Sit on the counter. Yeah. No, then... sit at the counter. Don't sit on the counter. No, but then after all that coffee, you want to sit on the throne. <laughs> <laughs> it's very quick for you actually well done uh what do you think of that track then i like it i think i really like the vocal harmonies on the uh first verse they first or second verse they really stood out to me i think i've not really heard harmonies happening so much throughout throughout this despite the fact that i've enjoyed the vocal um loved the line stop me if you think i'm repeating myself because i say that all the time so i could really relate to that um yeah i think it's good what about you I like it. It's a kind of quite a bouncy, kind of more pared down track, but I love the the beat to it and the and the drum machine that's that's running through it as well. I think because I thought it was okay, Dolores. I thought it was like okay, Dolores is like a version of okay, Boomer, which is you know what the kids say nowadays, isn't it? You've also got Sarah Quinn on backing vocals for this track uh, from Tegan and Sarah. Oh. yeah, pop connections. Yes. Who obviously, Dan, are Canadian as well. Obviously, yes. So track number 10 now. And Dan, this is what you said uh, to the boy from the chip shop when he suggested uh, stealing that night's takings uh, and going down to the arcade. (laughs) 
Come on, be good. Come on, be good. <laughs> Come on, be good. And uh, we're not at a dud yet, have we? Ten tracks in so far. Mm. Not been a dull moment. And that's another, it's a real bop, that one, isn't it? Yeah. Not as not as in your face, not as uh, hectic or crazy in the production, but just a nice chilled bop. I think it's worth mentioning as well at this point, this was when, you know, kind of the mid to late noughties, electric pop was huge in the charts. And this was very much, you know, around that time where there were so many acts like Dragonette doing things, maybe not quite as well. Mm -mm. And a lot of pop artists who were venturing into this kind of field as well. Um, so, I, And I was well up for this. I loved, still do enjoy a good electro pop song. Yeah. But it's got to be good. Yes, of course it has. Yes. Um, and not feel like it's ta ripping off something else or taking over something else. I think we talked in the past about acts like Cascada, who would often produce oh. sound-alike versions. They're not on the long list, are they? No, they're not on the long list because we've already featured the artists doing the original versions of <laughs> a lot of the tracks that they did because they often sounded like Lady Gaga, mm. Katy Perry, uh, etc. But what I loved about Dragonette at the time was they had a real their own, their own sound, uh, their own voice, and it was just really refreshing at the time. And I think that's what's had the longevity for me about them as an act is the fact that they've kept going with that as well. And they've evolved. They've done more collaborations as well. And even that last album, uh, Royal Blues, still really fresh and very much them at the same time. And I am, as I've said already, I'm looking forward to going back, going through the back catalogue and discovering more from Dragonette. Because as I say, there's thoroughly enjoying listening to this. Uh, just actually on this track, just wanted to mention um, the intro to this song, actually. I felt it was a little bit more, um, it kind of made me think of like 90s female-fronted indie bands, like uh, maybe like uh, Dubstar, for example, Republica, something like that, where it, it just had a, a, a hint of that sort of sound to me. A hint of a tease. Yeah, which is, of course, a compliment. Track number 11 now, and Dan... Your disaster. Great time to a fantastic album artwork for this <gasps> album. It had to be done. Yeah. This is a noticeable change of pace and not one I'm a fan of, Dan, I have to say. Oh. So let's look at the artwork. You have got Marina there herself, but she's been heavily edited in post, you might say. And she was, she's been given some very square 
features around her head and her shoulders. And I don't know what she's got going on on her neck, but it looks like rhubarb leaves. Oh, just get into that season for rhubarb pie and rhubarb crumble. Oh, rhubarb crumble. Oh, rhubarb and custard. Oh. Uh, and then you've got Fixing the Thrill in a lovely thick pink uh, bulbous text. I am a big fan of her very pentagon-shaped head. <laughs> She's got a lovely striking lipstick on there, so uh, still very pretty lady. Yeah, absolutely, she looks great. I do. I, I like this cover. And the single covers for this album are variations on that shot of hers there for the album cover. And font watch, you've got the classic Dragonette font uh, logo in the top left-hand corner. And well, Dan, what do you think about this track? Yeah, I like it. I mean, it definitely is a change of pace, but um, I think that I'm maybe more happy with a real slower moment uh, than yourself. So I think that I did quite like hearing them, hearing a very different side to the band. And for me, they might do this on other albums, but for me, this is the first time hearing them so stripped back. Um, and a lovely melody still. Let me rev things up a little bit for you with uh, our final visit to some collaborations that Dragonette have made during this time. And this was uh, with Don Diablo, another DJ and producer. Uh, and this is a track again from 2010. This is Animale. You So that was a little bit of Animale, which is a bit of a more sort of stranger left field dance sound to it. Very heavy on the electro synths. Uh, and uh, if we're talking artwork, there's a very interesting artwork to this single. If you look it out, it's got uh, animal heads of a zebra and a bird. I'm not sure what bird it is. You're, not, you're a bit of a twitcher, I thought you'd know. I, I know, but it's, it looks a bit titty, but it could be more thrushy. Oh, it's got a bit of a white spot, so it could be a white-spotted shag. Oh, that's a bit shaggy. Mm. But anyway, what do you think of that? Yeah, again, I'm, I'm struggling to think that you could ever put anything in front of me by Dragonette that would be awful to listen to. Well, that's uh, that's a great compliment, Dan. I'm glad I turned you on to them. You've, you really have turned me on this week, actually, Will. I wonder why the table was lifting at the other end. <laughs> uh, so on to the last track of the album proper now. And this is Don't Be Funny. Dan, that's a bit deceptive because you first hear that and you think, oh no, the al- the end of the album is petered out. Mm. And then it kicks back in again. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, v- slower to a lot of the other moments on the album, but I don't think it's petered out at all. I think it's a- another great electro pop song. And Don't Be Funny, because that's a mantra you live by, isn't it? Well, not literally. Oh. I mean, Don't Be Funny as in Don't Be Weird. 
Oh, I thought you meant... Li- Do be funny. Oh. As in ha-ha. Yeah, are you going to start... No, come on. Funny. I've made you laugh many times over the years. I've told you before, I'm a very generous pity laugher. No, you have made me laugh. I think You're the it's... second funniest person here today. Just just looking around me then, listeners. <laughs> There's no one else here. I don't know what he means. I think that's a great end to the album. Yeah. We've been through it all. I think it starts banging. It drops a little bit, then picks up again, uh, and then drops a little bit more towards the end. And then we have Don't Be Funny. Yeah. We've been through the motions. We've been through the emotions. Not just been through the motions. That sounds like it's very... I, I, procedural yeah not at all although we did i did say to you uh, at one point well while we listen to a track that i feel like this is one of those episodes where um it's just you know you do wonder are, are you are you being too positive are you being are you gushing too much about an album or a track or all the tracks or a band you know we, we found very little negativity for this so we've reached the end of the album proper We've got some further listening. Very specific, and I've laid down the law to mm. you, Dan, this week on here. So, uh, further listening is from Mix Into Thrill, which is a compilation of remixes and new tracks uh, as a companion piece to this album. Uh, and it's available uh, on all streaming services as a separate EP. I can just say, into. great name. Mix Into Thrill for Fix Into Thrill. Uh, and the artwork as well, it's like a kind of disrupted... TV signal version of the album artwork. Yeah. And if that sounds really odd and very badly described, it is. Check it out. So, Dan, I'd love for you to kick us off. I hinted at this one earlier, but when I saw this name, I couldn't not include it on this week's episode. So, this is a remix of Pick Up the Phone, and it is the Richard X remix. You can certainly tell Richard has had his hands and fingers and probably more all over that. Uh, quite right. And, uh, you know, just when I didn't think that this episode could get any better because it was so positive, Richard X, one of our favourite producers of all time, spins some magic on to pick up the phone. I love that remix. It's, it's classic Richard X, isn't it? The use of synths on there the energy that he puts into it uh, and the track itself was great already which is always a good start for a remix there's even more of a donk on that than there was on the original which was already very good and very lively and i i have to say you know i'm, I'm a beginner to dragon i don't know if they have worked together before or since do you know if they have no i don't know homework for both of us will what have you got uh, i've gone from a new track on mixing to thrill and this is my thing
what? That's one of my favourite ever Dragonette songs, and it's weird that it's a like a non-album, like EP extra track, because I love it's so catchy, and often what I think about when people come over to my house, oh, about not touching my things, <laughs> your precious things, precious things, and Dan, that wasn't directed directly at you, but well, FYI. I have been, yeah, I've been known to have a route around your drawers when I've been there. So I will take that into consideration for next time. Uh, well, I think that was that time that um, you came round and you went out of the living room and my partner found you rooting around our loft space, <laughs> which is a bit weird. Well, I just wonder if it could be converted so I can move in. It would make recording a lot easier. I would have some kind of loft studio. Yeah. Turns out you had a flat roof, so uh, <laughs> just outside. <laughs> What do you think of that song? Yeah, I really liked it. As from the off, I've said that all day today. I really liked it. I really liked it. But from the off, it was just drew my interest and intrigue, probably like quicker than anything else from the album Bar Track One because it was a new sound as well. Yeah, there's something quite quirky about it, isn't there? That maybe that's why it wasn't on the album because it was a little. It's a little bit more off kilter. Uh, but I love the kind of the beats and the bleeps and the and the sounds in it. And hopefully. Um, in the edit, we'll get a bit, 30 second bit, which really showcase the diversity in it. Hmm. We'll have a word with those editing fairies. Do they exist anymore? Uh, no, they, no, we've, we've done away with imaginary characters on this podcast. And sound effects. And, and well, <laughs> don't go too far. <laughs> We're out of time. Well, I have certainly enjoyed my introduction to Dragonette. Listeners, do let us know. Is this your introduction to them? Are you a big fan of them? Do you agree with what we're saying on this album? At Track by Track UK is how to let us know. And if you like what you hear, do give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. We love to hear and read your positive feedback. So next week, we are talking about someone who actually, well, I didn't ever think we'd talk about these in the podcast before, but you just gave a little bit of leeway and hinted that it might not be the end of the world. So I've put them in there. We're talking about a four-piece legendary Irish band. Bewitched. Uh, no, all male members. Oh, four male members next Tuesday. I'll put it in my diary. <laughs> so, until then... I've been Don Diablo. And I've been Richard X. Goodbye. You can't be Richard X every time you mention him, man. 